All right, recording. Yeah, likewise. Sweet. Okay, uh, is there a show note doc somewhere? I probably haven't. I haven't looked at all. No, not that I know of. Maybe Ian made one for us. Did he? Could it be in Ryan's fancy new CMS yet? Or probably just the Slack channel? I doubt it there. It's probably in Google Drive. Let me look if there's even one there. Okay. He's online right now. We could ping him. Well, I'm happy my iPad is not bent. That's good. But it's not like I'd freak out about it if it was. Well, I think didn't, Apple said, you know, if it's 400 microns bent or something, it's still okay. Right, right. It's like four sheets of paper from what everything I've heard. Yeah, I mean, like, I bet you my MacBook is bent just a little bit too. Like, it's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't cause an issue. I heard, uh, what was that, Marco and the guys from ATP talking about it. Like, I think mine's actually bent. I'm like, really? And they, they of course, were kind of had the same response. Yeah. I mean, if if it's causing, like, actual disruption in your use, then it's a, a deal. But if it's a small thing that's mostly cosmetic, that's okay. Yeah. Oh, no show notes. Cool. I'll create something. Uh, I don't even know what episode this would be. That's when I go on the CMS and see <laughs> when was the what was the last one. Yeah, I was kind of bummed I couldn't actually uh, do this uh, podcast from the iPad. That would be so nice. Yeah, I would love to be able to. I think you could do one room with like four people sitting around a mic. Yeah, because there's, um, there's that editing app that Jason Snell uses. Ferrite. And, Ferrite, yeah. I haven't used it though. It would just be nice to record, edit, and publish on one device. Yeah. Because, like, his workflow, it seems like he copies a bunch of stuff over and then does his editing 
and then publishes copies back to publish. Yeah. I mean, if you could do it all on one device, that's that's pretty good. Do you want to be the host today or should I be a host? I don't know what you should. Pro- or should we just both just say we're here to do this? <laughs> I think we should say we're here to do this. Oh, I have to enter my password. What's up with that? Oh, it's the wrong browser. I've never hosted a show before, so. I always I co-host PodKit, but it's never like a clear host and not host right but i on, on podkit i speak the least ah. nearly every single time oh you need access yeah yeah uh, well this is my second podcast on your network so however it, it works <laughs> share paste uh give you edit all right shared with you uh, simple refresh. Oops. That's okay. Uh, oh, actually, no, I've been on three. This will be my third. Okay, that should at least be read by you, the one in bold there. But Okay. We'll do that probably after the show. Um, we should make some sort of an outline. I don't know what you have to say about the iPad, but um, some general topics we could probably talk about are like the physical design. Sure. Comparing it to old iPads. Another software thing, your lifestyle with using it, or sure. you know, what apps and things. Like the big thing, the big difference I have is I went from what an Air, iPad Air two, uh, and then I had an iPad Pro nine seven that I was that was on loaner to test to find out if I'd use the pen, and I used that for like a month until this one mm-hmm. came out. So. Well, okay, yeah. Few I have the the iPad Pro 9.7. Mm-hmm. I bought it in May of 2017, so a year after it was released, because Target had it on sale for hundred dollars off. Yeah, and I was about to go on a a trip to Europe, and I'm like, I can't stand this iPad Mini anymore, and it, it had no space, and I needed, I wanted a larger screen, so kind of an impulse purchase on my way home from work one day. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, when I went to uh, Paris, I used the iPad Pro as my primary device for um, uploading photos. And, you know, my phone basically when I was out and about, but back in the hotel when I was transferring photos and whatnot, sending them out on Facebook and Twitter, I used the uh, iPad. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't even consider bringing a laptop on a trip anymore. Yeah. iPad's more than enough. My phone, honestly, is probably all I really need, but... Yeah, that's true. Like, this, it's all about screen size, really. Yeah. It's great for video. I honestly probably use my iPad to watch YouTube and go on Reddit the most often. Yeah. Ideally. Check, twi- check Twitter. Yep. Um, yeah, it, it... So, we can save it for the show, but primarily it's a content consumption device right now mostly but i want to turn it into the device like could it i mean i check email um i want to do blogging from it i would love to do podcast recording from it um Mm -hmm. but it's just not the this the hardware is there the software is not quite there yet yeah we you could probably make yourself do a lot of it but not easily and not as well, at least I mean it's it'd be jarring compared to a computer workflow for a lot of that. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have not gotten around to doing uh Cloud Nine yet. Um but Ryan said that he I think he was forced to use Chrome and he had to accept third party cookies. Hmm. And he said, Yeah, no, not gonna not gonna move forward with this. But uh, I I'm not familiar or I'm not familiar with with that. Uh, what 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 did you say it was called? Cloud Nine was yeah. a in browser IDE. Okay, yeah, that and sounds familiar. Amazon bought them. Um, or no, is it Cloud Nine? Yeah, Cloud Nine. Cloud Nine is also a gaming team. Uh, yeah, that's that's where I've heard. Yeah, a lot of my friends watch League of Legends. So. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's another one that one of our coworkers just linked. Um, that was supposed to be uh, VS Code, Hmm. essentially. Yeah, Coder. So Cloud9 runs on EC2. Does that mean you have to pay for an EC2 instance? Yes, you do. While you're using it? Okay. Yep. How much would that cost? Is it only while you're using it then? It is only while you're actively using it. We actually have a developer uh, that we work with, that I work with, that is all on a Google uh, Pixel book. Wow, and he, nice. all his development is uh, in Cloud9. He got grandfathered awesome. into a really cheap uh, setup because he adopted Cloud9 before they got bought by 
um, Amazon. That's nice. How much does does it run on like the micro EC2 instance? Uh, you can actually set it up to be whatever instance you want it to be. So it probably wouldn't change. Well, I guess it would change your compilation times, kind of a thing. Yeah. You know, I guess whatever you're doing. Uh, but he he said he he likes working with us because he was able to do like a medium server and it just he's like oh it sped up my ide so so much yeah that's cool um yeah coder It's basically a Linux VM run on an EC2 instance. Okay. Makes sense. Coder. What does that look like? There's like web web IDE is something I've heard of too. Yeah. I'm not sure who makes that. but So VS Code plus extensions. Oh, so you're, are you, like, screen? You're not, like, sharing a screen or something, are you? Me? No, not right now. No, no, for, for Coder, sorry. Oh, uh, I'm not too sure. Because that looks like VS Code, unless they just have it running not in Electron. But I feel like you really have to keep... Yeah, it looks like it's just in your IDE. Hmm. Just in your browser, you mean? Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I mean, what does Electron bring to the table, right? It's just a yeah. Chromium shell, right? I mean... Yeah, I guess it, it depends how many hooks and things they depend on your OS to do. But I've never used Electron, so I don't really know how easy or hard that is. Yeah. That's cool. So what would Electron need? They would need to hook into file management probably yeah windowing yep or like yeah um maybe caching stuff maybe if they're going to disk versus to like browser local storage or something Mm -hmm. yeah mostly file system i guess hardware no hardware acceleration is probably all through chromium right pretty cool though i don't i don't know if i'd ever get that to that point where like full in the browser as my ide uh, or my just my development environment because i don't know i think like coding a ios android app something like that you you need a box but yeah and i like yeah, I mean, if it's basically like VS Code in your browser, you can do it without installing it. But I really like being able to just tab away from an application and go to another, just kind of isolating it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I would wonder what the memory usage is. The more isolated. Yeah. The interesting thing is they're showing off real-time collaboration. 
kind of like how you would do Google Docs. Yeah. That would be a very interesting coding style. Like Cuz Adam got that a few month like a year ago, a few, few months ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And I have a coworker at work who I think it's in Visual Studio 2019. Oh, really? Not not the code version, but the other one. So I wonder what Oh yeah, now Microsoft bought GitHub, so they have all that all the people who implemented that working for them now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like pair programming to the extreme. <laughs> yeah. Like I have a hard time when Ryan sits over my shoulder and just, you know, is like, oh, try this, try this when we're trying to debug something. Yeah. I sometimes find myself, I'm at the keyboard and my coworkers at the mouse or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I'm like uh, using something and I'm like, hey, just uh, select that and copy it or select that. I'll copy and click there and I'll paste. <laughs> Makes for a fun time. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know if you want to break down those show notes any more than they are already, but that's at least a little bit of planning. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. I honestly haven't done a second opinion without Ian around for a long in a long time, so I have no idea the formats he likes to do in the show notes. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Let's look at some old one. The last one I did, we. Uh, that was the computer roundup thing. Yeah, I was... Whatever that was called. I was thinking about my uh, iPhone ten review. Um, and I don't think I was very uh, prepared for that. Because uh, I wasn't really talking like hardcore specs and stuff when it came to hardware. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, well, this is... It's fast. I mean, I... It's one of those things like my phone it just works right so yeah yeah an ipad we can find specs but at the same time it's really fast yeah well like you know i i it depends on what we want like second opinion to me is just like you know or what i perceive as like this is my opinion on it you, you if you want to buy it, you're just looking for what I like about it, what I don't like about it, right? Yeah, it's not but. so much discussing the technical yeah. details of it so much. Okay. It, I'm just curious for... I'm looking at Apple's site right now. Yeah, I have it open, too. Okay. So it's just like a more powerful iPhone XS, basically. Yeah. Um, cool. And like the feature that... Well, I can I can save this. Like, the hardware feature I wanted so bad ever since I had my, uh, the 10, iPhone 10, is, uh, face unlock. Yes. Like, yep. so amazing. Face ID. Uh, but it actually doesn't work as well as I want it to. Um. Yeah, I've, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about we it talk. in the episode. Um, what else is there? Let's 
All right, that seems like a fine collection for me. Sure. Um, we'll we'll briefly just discuss the storage options, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Um, should we sync our time up? With sure. Time dot is. Oh, time dot is. That's why I couldn't find it. I typed time dot js like multiple times, and I'm like, <laughs> where did this go? That's still not a top level domain, is it? No, it's is? a file name, so it really probably can't be. Oh, right, right. But js.org is a, is a website. Because, like, uh, Webpack and other projects are hosted there. Ah. Or linked there. Okay, so it says my clock is 2.2 seconds behind. That many seconds behind? Yeah. Wow. 2.2 whole seconds. Oh. I'm back by point. Zero six six seconds. Wow. Um, let me look at my time. Yeah, it's supposed to be automatically weird. Hmm. Uh, should we clap at five seconds after? Uh, sure. Or or that too soon? Five seconds. Sweet. All right. It's not too hard to reach up and clap, so. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, or do you want to just read this introduction in before we start? Sure. Okay. Um, do you want to read the second half, or do you just want to read the bold part? I'll just read the bold yeah. part. Okay. Cool. All right. Marked and done. Uh, I was trying to like pull up websites for all those apps we were talking about. Yeah. It's a lot of um, papers by 53. I just got it. I think I downloaded that when I first got an iPad mini years ago. Yeah. But that's a weed transfer. Oh, yeah, they're uh, joining WeTransfer, so I was on the right app. Okay, um, and then... Uh, 53 is? Yeah, 53. It's now paper by WeTransfer on the oh. App Store. Interesting. Oh, you're doing direct links. Okay. Yeah, maybe maybe I should link to the websites. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Linnea Sketch and... OneNote and Texture, Ferrite, Python, Easta, Scriptable, and Shortcuts. Yeah, I've got a coworker that swears by Procreate. Yeah, I definitely have heard good things. Um, yeah, I've never really gotten into drawing. I used the... One big productivity app I used for a while was um, is a note-taking app I used in college. I forget what that was called. It had a blue icon with a microphone. Gosh. 
I don't know. It's like the big note-taking app that is on iOS. So no big surprise there, but that let you do some drawing. And I used uh, some, you know, $10 fat stylus thing. Mm-hmm. That was kind of terrible, but. Oh, yeah, I could probably link to websites or something. I'm going to run this through Ryan's like link link site that auto pulls the title for a page. Oh, really? Have you seen that before? No. Let me see. It's running on his home server. <laughs> of course it is. Like anything would be. Uh, let me paste that in second opinion. I think it's it's probably open source somewhere too. I think it's written in view from a couple of years ago. Mm. Yeah, so when you created your home kit or your Apple home Mm-hmm. Did you have to do it? Did how did you set it up? Did you use your phone to set it up? I was on my phone, and uh, when I was setting it up, they gave me the option to choose what was the hub, mm-hmm. and so I could choose Apple TV or iPad, and I chose Apple TV. Now, depending on what devices you have, they may not need a hub if they have Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. That might be a difference, but I think mine were all Bluetooth. I'm not really sure how they work. <laughs> Okay. But they so, talk to the Apple TV. The two things I have um, are, the big things are a Lutron hub and a uh, Philips Hue hub. Okay. I bet both of those would have Wi-Fi Those are yeah. hubs themselves. Yep. Um, and then I have a bunch of iHome things that are, I think, wireless. Because the way you set them up is you have to connect them to... Um, a 2.4 gigahertz network okay essentially so i have to normally i broadcast over one ssid Mm -hmm. and when i have to set those up i have to separate everything to a uh in a you know the 2.4 gigahertz and the 5 gigahertz configure those and then shrink it back down so everything gets disrupted in the house when those things disconnect yeah and that happens more often than not which is frustrating yeah that's really frustrating um mine had a little like a home kit sticker on the side that i just scanned with my phone camera mm-hmm. which had some like eight digit number or something it's what was probably some bluetooth id or something yep and i haven't ever had connection problems sometimes it you know i i hit turn off lights and i have to wait a couple of seconds but it's usually pretty quick Mm. are yours pretty instant or everything is really instant except for um recently now um the home pods have disrupted the the flow in the house um and then christmas of course because most of the plugs that we use uh we don't use them for anything else except for christmas lights mm-hmm. because um most of our lamps have replaceable bulbs now or the you know Philips bulbs, um, 
and since we have such an old house, we don't use a lot of, um, uh, or we use a lot of lamps versus like overhead lighting. Yeah. Um, so like our outdoor lights are, you know, I got an outdoor plug and that, that thing, that, that one is rock solid. It's just the indoor plugs that get unplugged from time to time. They lose the network or I change, I've changed some hardware. So they just, or the password resets Yeah. or I, you know, so it's just, they're finicky. Yeah. I bought two or I got two. Yeah, no, I bought two plugs. Also, Sylvania. I was like, I'm just going to go all in on one company because then they're all working kind of the same. And mm-hmm. I, I'll learn the quirks once. And I have only one app to use to update all the firmware. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, you know, I, I hit turn on or turn off and I wait usually one or two or three seconds. So there's a little delay, but it's not terrible. Yeah, I, I think the delay mostly comes from just talking to Siri. Hmm. Um, when it's the, I just want to turn a light off from like my phone, my watch, or my iPad, it's almost instantaneous. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd say on a, yeah, on a good day, it's like less than a second, but not always. Yeah, and yeah, Siri, it, yeah, it can take forever for that request to cycle through. All right, well, uh, we should probably say bye to the Fringe, and then we can send the audio file. All right. Bye, Fringe. Bye, Fringe.